On today's episode of Locked On A's, Marcus Simeon, Mark Hanna, and Starling Marte all have new contracts. And uh, I'm going to also be going over where the A's stand in the AL West after a very, very busy last few days for basically everybody in the AL West aside from the Oakland A's. That's what we're talking about today. So let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 393 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, I am talking about the A's not signing anybody to a free aging contract. I'll get into the non-tender guys a little bit in the third segment, but mostly we're going to be concentrating on what the teams in the AL West have already been doing this offseason and where that leaves the A's as of right now, as their roster stands right now. But before we get into any of that, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including our new YouTube channel. It It's going gangbusters over there, you guys. Get in on the revolution and uh, subscribe to our channel over at Locked On A's on YouTube. We're also uh, available on any podcast platform that you like. And if you like some tweets, we're also available for the tweets over at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So let's start with the former, the big former A's uh, and their big their big free agent deals. Let, let's start there. There's been a lot of free agency uh, rumors and all that stuff going on the last few days, but let's start with just the former A's and why we're happy for them. Uh, Sterling Marte and Mark Hanna, they're going to the New York Mets. Marte got four years and $78 million, which not a bad contract, I don't think, given his age. Uh, he's going to be getting uh, $19.5 million per season, and that is through his age 36 season. So not a bad contract for a guy that's a little bit older, but he was only with the A's for a couple of months. So we're going to focus a little bit more on Mark Canna and Marcus Simeon from here on. Um, Mark Canna got a two-year deal for $26.5 million dollars or a little bit over $13 million a season. And this one hurts because Mark Hanna's, you know, from the area. He's been with the team for a very long time. He's been a pretty solid player, a very underrated player. And now he's going to a big market and he is about to blow up the big apple. I am very excited for people to fall in love with Mark Hanna because uh, he's fun. I like Mark Hanna. Um, but I, I think that what... What really hurts with Marcana leaving is that uh, he he seems it, it feels like any baseball owner should be able to afford that contract two years and twenty six and a half million dollars. We couldn't re-sign Marcana. I know that they pro- the A's probably could afford him if they were going into their competitive cycle and they felt like he was you know part of the team. It, it makes sense where they are right now with likely trades coming down the pike. It makes sense that they would not re-sign him, but. I think that they probably should have at least given somebody. It would have been nice. Uh, but 
last year, uh, the, the Astros signed Michael Brantley. Uh, and I said that Brantley's deal would probably be uh, pretty close to what Mark Hanna ended up getting in free agency this winter. And given their overall similar numbers, they, they, they both have, you know, similar OBPs. Uh, Michael Brantley is a much better uh, hitter but their on-base percentages would be fairly similar year over year with Mark Hanna even getting a little bit of a boost. He's also a better defender and a uh, similar age. Mark Hanna is a year younger. I was like, hey, I, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out. And Brantley signed for two years and $32 million going into his age 34 season. Canna got his contract heading into his age 33 season. And uh, I think that Canna probably could have closed that gap a little bit more if he hadn't struggled so badly once he came back from the IL in July after the All-Star break, uh, once he came back from injury, that hip injury that he got in Texas playing on turf. So I don't know if there's any, I don't think they have turf in Miami. They might, I'm not sure. doesn't matter. But after the All-Star break, he hit 206 with a 340 on base, which is roughly 30 points lower than uh, what, what he had for the previous like three seasons. Um, in, in terms of on base, it's a, little, a lot lower in terms of batting average. Uh, so the Mets likely have a little bit of concern about how healthy he'll be. Uh, but Steve Cohen loves spending money and showing the man, even though he is, in fact, the man. Um, and that probably hurt his overall contract. He probably could have gotten closer to $30 million if, without that last couple of months after the All-Star break. But all in all, I'd say that Canna got fairly close to what I thought he would get. And so good job to Mark Canna. Good job to baseball for not being like the, the Diet Coke or the, uh, the the Mr. Pib of Michael Brantley. They're, they're similar players. They got similar contracts. Good job, baseball, I guess. Uh, moving on to a former fan favorite in Marcus Simeon, who will be getting a whole bunch of money. Uh, he, we, we get to see him a lot more too, so that's nice. But he is getting a seven-year deal with the Texas Rangers paying him $175 million over the next seven years. And uh, that's a deal. Get it, Marcus. As I tweeted out, get it, Marcus. Uh, I'm excited. That That's an amazing contract for Marcus Samian, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Uh, when I talked to Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers a couple of weeks ago, he asked, hey, the, Marcus Samian has been rumored to be in, in rumors, uh, in connection with the Texas Rangers, what what could we potentially expect if we were to sign him? And I was like, he's a great clubhouse guy. I I don't know if he fits the timeline necessarily for the Texas Rangers with his peak and his age and all that stuff, but he's going to be a great clubhouse guy no matter what. And I feel like he was brought in to kind of groom some of the, the next guys. Does he still have a bet? Yeah, he's coming off of a third place finish in the AL MVP race, if I'm not mistaken. And that's his second in the last three seasons. So yeah, he's still a pretty good baseball player too. But even if he does start to decline a little bit towards the end of this contract, uh, as some of the Rangers are getting a little bit better, I think that it's still a very, very nice signing for the Texas Rangers. Good job on there. Uh, there was also some talk online about this being an overpay or, you know, too many years. And I I don't know that I care. Um, I'm, I'm happy for Marcus. That's I'm happy for him. I do not care if it's an overpay or if it's too many years because uh, not my team, not my money. And uh, the player won out. That's great. It feels like that's a decent amount of money for a guy like Marcus. I, I don't care if it hamstrings the Rangers, quite honestly. So, uh, great. He's going to be a quality veteran presence. And if that's what they're paying for, then that's what they're paying for. And I'm happy about it. He's going to be a great fit 
for the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Rangers also made another big signing on Sunday and another one on Monday. So coming up, I'll talk about where that leaves the A's in the AL West heading into 2022. But first, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you catch your stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts, especially on our brand new YouTube channel. You guys can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, thank you so much one more time for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Once again, we are free and available on all platforms. And uh, the Rangers... Could have just stopped with their big splash signing Marcus Semien, but they didn't. In addition to Marcus, they also added John Gray from the Colorado Rockies to the starting rotation on a four-year, $56 million deal. Then, uh, in the kiddie pool of signings, they also signed Cole Calhoun for a one-year deal and $5.2 million to beat up on the Astros 19 times a year. He has really, really good numbers against the Astros, so not mad about that signing whatsoever. And uh, right as I was set to record this before the construction crew outside, uh, you know, started jackhammering for no apparent reason. Uh, they, they also signed Corey Seager to a monster deal with the Rangers. And uh, if you want more details on that one, my good friend Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers went all into the details and just what what he's feeling as a Rangers fan. Uh, I saw him smile, I think, for the first time. So congrats to Bryce, I guess. Uh, Corey Seager is getting 10 years and $325 million from the Texas Rangers. They have spent a lot of money this winter. Are they done? I mean, do they have pitching yet? I don't know. It, I'm very intrigued, but uh, th there are some pretty big waves that the Rangers are throwing at the rest of the AL West here, and I'm sure that people are going to be uh, a lot higher on them heading into 2022 than they were heading into 2021. But I'm not ready to pronounce them quite ahead of the A's just yet. Uh, did I write that sentence before they signed Corey Seager? Yes, I did. Do I still believe it? Mostly, I think. I want to see how this team plays first. Um, and I had somebody on Twitter ask me uh, if, like, how far back the A's are of fourth place. So assuming that the A's are in fifth, how far back are they from just being in fourth place right now in the AL West? And honestly, it's hard to tell since the A's have not done much yet. They have not signed a free agent. They tendered a couple of contracts, which I'll get into for a minute here uh, in the third segment, but they haven't done a lot yet. And we all assume that they're going to be trading some key pieces away, but you know what happens when you assume you make a monkey 
out of you and me. Ha, uh, monkey business aside, it's, it's probably happening. They're probably trading, guys, but it has not happened yet. And even if they do trade Olsen and Chapman and Bassett and Manaya and Montas, if not more, including Sean Murphy, who... I'll, I'll talk about later this week. Uh, we're going to have to see what the returns are for those key pieces before we make wild proclamations. Are these probably the worst team in the, the division once we get to spring training? Yeah, probably, but we have no idea what they're going to look like just yet because they still have all of these guys under contract in green and gold. Well, technically under contract. They have to tender them contracts uh, on Tuesday, but, you know, I would assume that they're not just going to let them hit the free agent market. I, I think that's a safe bet. Uh, but there is a world in which Olsen goes to the Yankees, and then in return, as part of a package, the A's get Luke Voigt back in the deal, and Voigt stays healthy, which has been his bugaboo, is just being healthy. But when he is healthy, he's productive. And if he's healthy and productive, he could have a 30-home run, 100-RBI season for the Oakland A's. Is that a huge drop-off from having Matt Olsen? Defensively, yes. Offensively, no. I mean, not not that much. So could they still be fairly competitive? Maybe. Do you necessarily want to bank on that? No. There's a reason why you're trading Matt Olson and trying to why the Yankees would want him and would be willing to give up Luke Voigt. It's one injury concern, and two, uh, Olson's probably more of a sure bet. Is my guess. Uh, Chapman is all world at at third base uh, defensively, but his bat uh, was I'm gonna say a detriment. To the team in 2021 and for much of the season he just looked lost at the plate and that led to 202 strikeouts on the season you just saw him go up and just being laid on fastballs and uh i think that it was hip surgery he had hip surgery last offseason i think that he was still dealing with the after effects of that and do i expect him to be better in 2022 yes is it going to be with the a's i'm not sure but uh you know if you're replacing matt olson 2021 bat could you have an upgrade there? Yes. Are you going to get the same production out defensively? No chance in hell. So uh, is there a way in which the A's could be competitive and make up some ground offensively while getting slightly worse defensively? I think that there could be a middle ground there where they could still be fairly evenly evenly matched with last year's team. Uh, is that insane? A little bit. Yes. But I'm still in the optimistic phase right now. <laughs> uh, for me, I think that the bigger losses that the A's would face and probably will face would be losing guys from their starting rotation. They had a perfectly healthy starting rotation most of the season until Chris Bassett got hit in the face. Uh, everybody made all of their starts, except for Mike Fires, but they, they figured that one out just fine. Uh, again, I'm not saying that the A's will be it will be able to compete in 2022, but I don't see them being non-competitive either, if that makes sense. Uh, basically, I don't think that they're going to be challenging for a wild card spot, but I don't feel like they're going to be getting just drilled on like the Baltimore Orioles day after day after day. I don't think that that's... We, we haven't seen an A's re rebuild like that, and they still have all the same front office guys. Why would that change? Um, and for years, I've told my friends that uh, part of what I like about the A's is that even when they're not great, they are still fun to watch. And I don't expect that to just stop in 2022. So that's kind of what I'm I'm holding on to right now. We'll see how deep this rebuild goes uh, and what kind of return packages we get for some of these guys. Um, but the A's already acquired Brent Honeywell, which is he's an exciting guy. I'm very excited about Brent Honeywell. Does it mean that the A's are going to be good? No. Am I excited about him? Yes. I can still... I. 
being an A's fan is all about duality, and that is my duality right there. Um, and if he can stay healthy, super excited about him. James Caprillion looks pretty solid up until the latter part of the season. Uh, Cole Irvin is solid. They've got three guys that could be pretty decent starting pitchers. And then can you build out with a couple of more maybe in those trade packages? Could you Could you make a 75-win team? Maybe. This division is going to be a lot tougher, so probably not. Maybe a 70-win team, but that's still not... The Orioles, you know, winning like 46 games or whatever, uh, you're not bottoming out. So could they still be an interesting team? Yes, I think that they'll be an interesting team. Are they going to be a terrible team? I hope not. Um, it'll, it'll just depend on what kinds of returns the A's get. But there is a world where the A's still finish as high as third next season, uh, presumably behind the Mariners and the Astros. Um, Corey Seager changes that calculus a little bit, but uh, I could see... The Rangers just like not gelling as a team in their first season together because they've got years to figure it out. And basically, the guys that they've signed, those are their best players. That obviously because they're paying them the most money. But um, they they didn't have a lot of talent beforehand. And the Angels got one big name starter in Noah Syndergaard, and I love watching Thor pitch. But he has some health question marks heading into 2022. And how many innings can he throw? How effective will he be in those innings? Sure, they added a big-name pitcher, but does it make them a lot better? I, I don't know. And as for the Angels as the whole, on, on the whole, uh, Mike Trout is now in his 30s. For He's in his first age 30 season, and uh, he has now missed chunks of time in four of the last five seasons. And uh, can, can you rely on Mike Trout to be healthy for an entire season? That That's a question. Can Shohei Otani repeat his unbelievable season? Uh it, it's it's not a sure thing that he can do it, and the, the Angels are just not a sure bet, and I don't know that the Angels fans would disagree with me here. I think that there are enough questions where they definitely need to be pushing some more chips into the middle before I'm taking them seriously. So, uh, are the Angels better than the A's as constructed right now? I don't think so, honestly. And the Rangers have made some very, very nice additions, but they also won 60 games last season. 26 games fewer than the A's. Do Marcus and Gray and Corey Seager and I guess Cole Calhoun make up 26 games on their own? Keep in mind that Joey Gallo was part of this Rangers team for half of the season last year. And uh, does, does this, did they get a lot better? Maybe. I don't know that Marcus is going to be putting up these same numbers, uh, not playing in AAA ballparks and, you know, Toronto, which is a, a very hitter friendly ballpark. Um, I, I don't know that he's going to have that same kind of season. Is he still going to be, he could still hit the ball just as hard, but is he going to be that good again? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping that he's good, just not against the A's. And then I'll be fine. Just beat up on the Astros. Just do that. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to talk about when we can expect the A's to start making some moves of their own. But first, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They have so many delicious flavors, and you'll have a hard time choosing. Of course, we're talking about our good, good friends at Built.com. Uh, will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? This is making me hungry, if I'm being honest. I love all of the bars that I have ever tried from Built Bar. They are absolutely delicious. Uh, you want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of hot cocoa. That is something that'll melt 
the little Grinch right out of you and, <laughs> and give your beverage a little bit of Built Bar flavor. So now you're having protein-packed hot cocoa. Who doesn't love that? Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand because that sounds very messy, but also definitely worth the mess that it would handle or that it would cause. Uh, like so many of the marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on some Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy, and they are just marshmallow through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they are filled with protein. In fact, I had the lemon ones, and those ones are... I, I want more of them. They are so tasty. If you can find lemon, get the lemon cheesecake. That it, it's, it's astounding. Lemon cheesecake puff? Get it. And where do you get it? You get it at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. Uh, go subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's great over there. Uh, you get to see this face. You get to hear this voice. You get to see what's in my background. Uh, it changes occasionally, so that's fun. Uh, there is uh, K2SO up there now, so that I like him. He's one of my favorite droids. Anyways, uh, also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But uh, as you may have noticed, with all of the the transactions happening and the the hot stove being completely on fire the last couple of days, the A's aren't doing much. And I I tweeted about that a little bit from the Locked On A's account. Uh, there have been memes. It's been fun. Uh, it hasn't been fun. But, you know, it, you're not expecting the A's to do much. And I'm sure that a lot of people are wondering, when are the A's going to start making their moves? And I think that a lot of it is they have to trade these guys first. And they're not going to trade these guys until they figure out what the returns are, what where their holes are, what they need to do to build a 26-man roster for 2022. And... They have to wait until they see what the CBA says. So I think that that is our timeline. We are waiting to see what the CBA says. We're not going to see the A's doing much of anything the next couple of days before the CBA runs out. They're not against that same wire. Uh, they're going to use that time, the, the transaction freeze time, assuming that there is a lockout uh, once the CBA expires on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 12 Eastern, because everything's on the East Coast. Um so once that happens, then we will probably be hearing more about the managerial candidates as uh, Ken Rosenthal reported a couple of days ago in The Athletic. He said that teams that need a manager will probably use that time to look a little bit more closely into their managerial candidates. Uh, and also, it, it's a great time to make some calls. You, you can't make trades during that time, but you can have all of your ducks lined up or your eggs lined up. You can have all your trades lined up. Uh, and you're like, hey, uh, I'm going to trade... Matt Olson over here to the Yankees. I'm going to trade Frankie Montas over here to the Red Sox. I don't know. Um, I'm going to trade Sean Murphy to Undisclosed. Um, and you get those trades going. And then once the transaction freeze is lifted, that is when I would assume that the A's start making all of these big deals that we have been dreading for months and months now. Um, and so, so that's where I think that the A's timeline actually lies, is once they know what the CBA says, what framework they have to work within, once they, they know the new rules of baseball, um, because 
the CBA could change everything. Are guys only going to have uh, five years of team control? Is there going to be a new arbitration system? How they, wh whatever is instituted affects how the A's do things because they don't like to spend money. So uh, if you only get five years of a guy and you're going and getting Luke Voigt in a, a Matt Olson deal and he's got two, three years of uh, you know MLB service time already, then you get him for two years instead of three. That makes a big difference to a team like the Oakland A's and do you still want Luke Boyd in that package? If, or do you still want major league caliber, like guys that are ready for the majors? Or do you want guys that are like double A, single A, so you can try and try and time everything where with like Tyler Soderstrom coming up. And, you know, Nick Allen will be here probably in 2022. But so you can kind of time the arrival of some of your, your big prospects at the same time a little bit better uh, to match up with some of the veterans that you may have been eyeing. So I think that that's where we are with the A's transactions and all that stuff. So uh, be patient, I guess. It sucks. And I know that for for me, I would really love for them to just rip off that Band-Aid and just, you know, here, everybody's gone, okay? G go on with your offseason. You know, make your little podcast, Jason. Uh, talk about some of the guys that we got and do that. But uh, apparently we get to, you know, we get to keep waiting, uh, assuming that the A's don't change course and, you know, start trading guys on Tuesday. I don't think that that'll happen, but hey, it could. Um, but I think that that's really what is holding up the whole process for the A's on all fronts. And they're not going to re-sign free agents. They don't sign free agents at this time unless they, like, really like somebody. Maybe the minor league deals. And they've made some minor league signings, and some of them are kind of interesting. One guy hit 31 home runs in A last year. He also strikes out a whole bunch, but hey, he could be fun. Maybe, maybe he's like uh, our version of Renato Nunez, who had success with the Orioles uh, and now is playing in Korea. I'm not sure. Anyways, so that's that's all that. I'll be talking about the CBA a little bit this week, uh, uh, but on the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about the A signing Tony Kemp and Chad Pender uh, to avoid arbitration with both of those guys and what that could mean for the A's own non-tender candidates. Because I feel like they're, they're they're sending a little bit of a signal. These guys are going to be here. These guys might be trade candidates. So I'm going to be talking about that on the next show, which I'll be recording here pretty soon. So it might already be up. So check that out. Uh, see if there's a podcast above this one in your feed by the time you listen to this. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second lesson. He's got plenty of hot takes about everything that's going on. CBA, all of the recent signings. Sully is the go-to for baseball in general. You come here for your A's content. You go to Sully for baseball content. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.